Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Katie G and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Friday, November 15th, and this is our 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting. Today, we are reading from the big book, Alcoholics Anonymous, and we are in the chapter, How It Works. We are on page 68, starting with the third paragraph, We Never Apologize to Anyone. We're reading that one paragraph only. Today's readers are, and thanks for your service, the 12 Steps of OA, Tenzin P., the 12 Traditions of OA, Tanya G., and readers of our texts are Susan H., Lisa H., and Janice P.M. The reference numbers for yesterday, Thursday, November 14th, 2019, Vision for You meetings are 7 a.m., 13,661, and 10 a.m., 13,663. The OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group but has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I am now going to ask Tenzin P. to please read OA's 12 Steps. Good morning, Tenzin. Good morning, and good morning, everyone in Newark and elsewhere in the world. Uh, Tenzin P. checking in. See you later today. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, 
made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10. Continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive eaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you very much. Wishing you all a blessed day. Thank you, Tenzin P. All right, I'm now going to ask Tonya G to read um, the 12 traditions of OA. Good morning. Is it? I think it's Tanya. Excuse me. Go ahead. Good morning, Katie. Good morning, family. Tanya G, compulsive overeater. These are the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service force or committee directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for allowing me to serve, and have a great day. Thank you, Tanya G. All righty, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book, Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass 
then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book. We are in chapter uh, we are in the chapter how it works. <laughs> we are on page 68 starting with the third paragraph. We never apologize to anyone. We're going to read that one paragraph only. And I'm now going to ask Susan H. to get us started. Good morning, Susan. Good morning, Katie. And thank you for your service, Katie. Okay. Um, this is Susan H. I'm a recovered compulsive eater and very grateful in Ohio. We never apologize to anyone for depending on our Creator. We can laugh at those who think spirituality the way of weakness. Paradoxically, it is the way of strength. The verdict of the ages is that faith means courage. All men of faith have courage. They trust their God. We never apologize for God. Instead, we let him demonstrate through us what he can do. We ask him to remove our fear and direct our attention to what he would have us be. At once, we commence to outgrow fear. Well, I really never looked at it this way before, but gee, there's another promise. I've been considering promises lately. And yeah, if, if I do this, I get this. Um, I use these past two paragraphs often because I accept that fear is one of those human things that is going to come up. As long as I'm human, I'm going to take back my will, and I'm going to feel fear that I don't get my way. I won't get what I want, or I won't get what I have now, um, or I'll lose what I have now. So I'm not a stranger to fear. Um, I'm seeing a promise here. Even though, okay. Um, I always go to page 68, how to deal with fear. If I do this, I get this. I need to know fear is universal. I need to remind myself of that. I, I, I meditate on that. Um, because if I can't admit I have fear and act, I can't receive what is promised. So... Um, Yeah, I think I kind of lost my thought, but I think that's okay. I, I was able to share. I see a promise, and I'm grateful for that. And I've used it so many times. As far as never apologizing to anyone for our Creator, um, that's twice in there, so it seems to be pretty important. And uh, I find still that I'm still coming to know my Creator and grateful for that too. Uh, the blessings I've been given are unbelievable. So uh, I'm very grateful for where I am. I'd love to be there in New Jersey with everyone, but that's not the way it is this year. So have fun, and I'm there with you in spirit. Yeah, and I pass. Okay, so before I begin collecting your name, I have a few things I wanted to announce. The first is we are on page 68, starting with the third paragraph, we never apologize to anyone. And we do read that one paragraph only, and we ask the people who have not shared in the past day or two 
to please step forward because there are 14 slots for sharing each and every day, which means that only 0.035 participants can share every day. So just a consideration. So I'm now ready. <laughs> Kathy K. Harlan G. Kathy, Janice, Nancy, Harlan, Sally A. Sally. Okay, here's who I have Kathy K., Nancy T., Harlan G., Sally A. Janice PM. Janice, one more. Nancy Tina S. And if I missed you, I apologize. I'll come back the next round. So here's who I have, and that was beautiful. Thank you. I have Kathy K. Nancy, I got you. I got Nancy T., Harlan G., Sally A., Janice P.M., and Tina S. So if you're not Kathy K., everyone can please mute your phone. All right, Kathy, go ahead. Um, Nancy, I think you're unmuted. Or Maybe someone's on mute. Hang on, Kathy. Okay. Excuse me. If somebody at the convention, can everyone check your phones? Thanks so much. All right, Kathy, you're on. Thank you, Katie G., for your service. This is Kathy K., recovered in Boston. And, um, you know, fear was my biggest problem for most of my life. I lived 90% of my waking hours in anxiety and fear. And I was also an agnostic when I came to this program who silently judged people of faith. And with the help of my sponsors and with my increasing willingness to follow the directions in this book, I have gotten to a point where I now have a higher power who I depend on especially in moments of fear. It's such an, a miraculous transformation that I've experienced. And what I can share with newcomers is, you know, it took me a long time of practicing daily, uh, uh, step three, and then turning to my higher power whenever I started to experience fear, which at first, was several times a day. Um, but today, um, it's far less frequent. It's still something that can um, certainly affect my serenity uh, negatively. And um, this paragraph reminds me that all I have to do when I experience fear is to get quiet, turn to God, ask him to remove the fear and to direct my attention to what he would have me be. And it's gotten much, much easier since I started living in these steps to intuit what it is that my higher power wants me to be instead. I am so grateful for this process. It has really shifted the quality of my life and the quality of my service to others. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Kathy Kay. All right, next up, we will have Nancy T, followed by Harlan G. Good morning, Nancy. Hi, Katie. It's actually Nancy P. Nancy T is here. Oh, with me and she I'm sorry. My ears are. Okay. Thanks for correcting me. That, okay, Nancy <laughs> okay. P, go ahead. 
it's okay. Um, I love this paragraph. Um, you know, I, I have to say that I love my fear. And the reason I love my fear is because um, it allows me to get closer to my creator. And, uh, you know, my life is seems like often that it's made up of fear, that I have a lot of things in my life that are scary. And I no longer am plagued by fear, plagued on the couch, um, you know, with a bag of Doritos. I'm, no, I'm not plagued like that anymore. I'm able to function. I'm able to... Um, you know, get through it. And um, in the previous paragraph, it talks about trusting infinite gods and our finite selves. And I have to say that, you know, oftentimes in my life, I, I felt like, you know, I was in a boat rowing and my higher power was steering. And sometimes I would say, you know, I want to steer. And he'd say, have at it, but I don't row. And um, so rowing and steering at the same time never worked for me. And you know, as usual, they have a prayer that um, that I can say. And this fear prayer, ask him to remove our fear and direct our attention to what would ha- he would have us be. At once, we commence to outgrow fear. So I don't have to wait. Like, there isn't, like, I don't have to get a degree and then outgrow fear. I don't have to do anything. I can say that, and immediately the fear starts to recede. And, you know, I've walked through some pretty scary stuff in the past couple of years since they came into vision and even just the past couple of weeks. And, you know, of course, I shouldn't say of course, but I haven't eaten food. I haven't eaten one speck of extra food. That is no longer a solution. That is no, it's, it's been removed. That problem's been removed. And, um, you know, what's rushed in to fill the void is peace and serenity. I, I mean, I can't, I can't, I still can't believe it. I'm here in Newark. I got here last night. I came by myself, big, scary thing. Um, and and here I am with everybody in this room. So I'm so, so grateful. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Nancy P, not T. And now we'll have Harlan G, followed by Sally A. Good morning, Harlan. Good morning, Katie. And thank you not only to you, but also to Gabriella for loaning us her mom today. And uh, all the people who make uh, Team, Team Friday up so we could have this magnificent meeting. What are we doing here? We're on page 68, and we're coming out of the end of the fear inventory. And in the fear inventory, for the first time in my life, I'm going to see these fears, where they come from, what instinct is driving them. I'm going to uncover, discover, and discard in step four what has been going on since the moment I opened up my eyes on the moment I was born. And it says here something about being... A believer, paradoxically, is a way of strength, but it says that for some it's a way of weakness. And I have many friends who they do not pray. They do not have a conscious contact with a higher power, and that's fine. That doesn't work for me. Why doesn't it work for me? Because I'm a compulsive overeater, and my defense must come from a higher power. It doesn't say my defense should come, might come. You know, it says my defense must come from a higher power. And if my defense must come from a higher power, then that means that I'm going to have to take faith and use it as a verb and act on that and put that into action every single day. And it says here, they trust their God. My God is trustworthy. And if I have a God that's not trustworthy, I fire that God and I hire a new God right away. So I never apologize for believing in God. It's the only reason I'm here. And instead, we let him demonstrate. What does that mean, demonstrate? It means to show by example St. Francis. And I'm a fat little Jewish boy. I'm going to quote St. Francis here. 
St. Francis said, preach the gospel, and if you must, use words. By my existence, by my action, am I showing myself, God, and others what God can do through me? I do the best I can. I'm not so sure I'm successful, but the main object of my life is to be of maximum service to God and the people about me, and I try to do that every single day. And we we ask him to remove our fear and direct our attention to what he would have us be. Well, number one, I'm alive. And number two, I haven't found it necessary to compulsively overeat for almost 21 years. And I lead a pretty good life. I have a life that's worth living, not because I'm worth it, but because God has imbued me with that spirit. And I never define courage as the absence of fear. I define it as doing the brave thing right in the face of my fear. And God's the only thing that can make that possible. And then it says here, at once we commence to outgrow fear. Does that mean I don't still have fears? It does not mean that at all. But once it means for me is when I have them, not if I have them, when they come up, I have a way of going to God and moving forward with my life. And I'm here in Newark, and with that I will pass. Thank you, Harlan G. All right, next up we'll have Sally A, followed by Janice PM. Good morning, Sally. Good morning, Katie. Good morning, visionaries. And welcome to New Jersey, my hometown. Um, you guys brought the sunshine today. It was frigid here the last few days. So it's no it's no surprise that there's some warmth coming from your way. So thank you for that. Um, I just wanted to share about fear. This is one of the most spiritual paragraphs to me in the big book because a lot of my compulsive overeating was out of anxiety. I would wake up worrying about things, all day long worrying about things. Um, And and I realized that when I turn my will over to my higher power, it really means that um, the fear will go away because that's what really consumed most of my thoughts. And, um, you know, I always heard in program that faith is the opposite of fear. So whenever I'm in fear, I don't care what the situation is, once I turn and pray to my higher power to help me through it, I I do get through it, and it hasn't failed me yet. Um, I just was a victim of identity theft last week. Somebody stole 6000 or, yeah, about $5,000 from my bank account um, and attempted at 12000 but they only took five. And the old me, the compulsive overeater me, would have eaten over the, it would have been a beautiful excuse to overeat, you know, and um, I realized that, you know, I have some sanity restored that things are going to be okay, you know, I'm going to be okay, things are going to be okay, because I turned it over, and um, that's a miracle to me, you know, because being the way I was, uh, it, it, I feel this transformation slowly but surely, and I'm so grateful for you guys, and I'm grateful for the program. And have a wonderful weekend, and welcome to Jersey again. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Sally A. Next up, Janice PM, <clears throat> followed by Tina S. Good morning, Janice. Well, good morning to you, KDG, and everyone there in New Jersey. This is Janice uh, PM. I'm from Massachusetts, and I'm in Massachusetts um, this morning. Uh, yeah, we never apologize for what? For God. For God. 
And you know, I know I'm going to say it again because it was already said, but it's in this paragraph twice. And the word never is said twice. So boy, in one little paragraph, it's, it says it. So, you know, instead we let who? We don't let me because it's not my success. We let him or her or whoever you want to demonstrate through me. And they dem and God demonstrates through each one of you to me what he wants us to be, not what he wants us to do. And yes, there is a problem. It's the fear. And, uh, and what is, and, and this is the solution to all, every character defect or whatever. There's a problem. We say a prayer. Anytime we see ask in a paragraph, that means we pray. We pray. We pray to him to remove that fear and direct our attention to what he would have me be. Not what I want to be, what I want to do. It's what he wants me to be. And, you know, it says to at once we commence. Well, it doesn't say will, but that's what it means. And when you see will, that means that there's always a promise there. And we don't get rid of fear forever. We just outgrow the fear. You know, notice that the book doesn't say fear goes away and never comes back again. It states that we outgrow that fear because through the prayer, we're asking God to direct us toward his will. Well, that's what we want because my will, self-reliance, didn't work. And, you know, fear usually revolves around three things. Either I'm afraid of losing what I have or I'm afraid of getting, of not getting what I want and I'm afraid of someone finding out what I did, you know. And if it's fear, it's usually my self-reliance of the results. And fear is an acronym that stands for frustration, ego, anxiety, and resentment. That's not God. That's humans. That's human power. So the opposite of that fear is to trust because we usually don't have faith right away. It has to grow into faith. T stands for... (laughs) I can't even think of it. Okay. Try really using step two and three. That's what I really want to say. So with that, I am going to pass. Thank you. Thank you, Janice PM. Okay, next up we'll have Tina S. And then we'll take another round of names. Good morning, Tina. Good morning, Katie. Thanks for your service. Tina S., recovered compulsive eater in Newark from Florida. Uh, real grateful to be here. Uh, I just practiced this prayer after I said my name and then looked up because I got in this place of panic, you know, in my living room. I'm all about telling you all what I'm doing daily and how to do this deal. And in this room, it's kind of just overwhelming. But, you know, the good news is the previous paragraph, perhaps there's a better way. We think so, you know, because I I love that it was talked about the demonstration, you know, that God, through my experience, has enabled me to match calamity with serenity. Imagine that. You know, I could could never have imagined coming to a a convention with this many people and just being okay in my own skin. 
you know, not worrying about what you think about me, or more importantly, what I think about you. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the good news is today, you know, I am like just one among many. You know, I don't have to be at the top of the heap or the bottom. doesn't mean I don't go there. But the good news is, is that I have a power greater than myself that helps me to be humble and to be right-sized. And it's through, you know, me asking him to remove my fears and direct my attention to what he would have me be. And I love that it was talked about. Not what he would have me do, because I don't want to do something always. You know, but what he would have me be. And, and, and that is a person that who is eager to be of service, which is so opposite of who I am, let me just tell you. And, and I feel that way today in this room full of people. It's just amazing. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Sorry about that. <clears throat> Tina, you caught me off guard. All right. <clears throat> so just a reminder to everyone before I take another list of names, and if everyone would please mute so we can hear. I know you want to give me your name, but could you please mute? Um, we are on page 68, starting with the third paragraph. We never apologize to anyone. We read that one paragraph only, and 0.035 of us can share. So if you've not shared in the past day or two, please go ahead and give me your name. Shannon, Okay, hang on one second. I just need to like take a moment and think about who I heard. Okay, the only people I heard were Ginger C and Beth W. I apologize. Who else? Reggie Teresa. Yep. Nobody. Okay. Try again. Shannon F. Kelly. Who else? No, I'm sorry, friends. Okay, let's try it again. Reggie, oh, Teresa, Reggie, Reggie, and Teresa, and that's six. Sorry, my friends. Love you all. It's such a good paragraph. I know. Okay, so here's the lineup that my challenged ear has heard. Ginger C, Beth W, Shannon. I'll need the first initial of your last name. Kelly S E Y, Reggie. I think it's O, and Teresa, I'll need the first initial of your last name. All right, Ginger C, good morning. Let's get going. Ginger, I do need you to press star one so that I can hear you. Four years later, I'll get this, I promise. One day, sometimes quickly. All good. Um, thank you so Keep much, going. Katie. Okay, here we go. Um, Ginger C. Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Colorado in Newark. So much emotion because four years ago, it pretty much this time I sat in the same circle and I was so broken. The food is killing me and I didn't know how to stop. <laughs> And I didn't want to come to Virginia Beach, and God got me on that plane. But I asked, I prayed, and I asked in August. Before October, I said, God, help me. Please help me. And God came. Not in my timing, but God came. And to be in this circle of love, this is where it all began. And like four years ago, I couldn't stop crying either. 
And maybe one day I will. But I think I've kept a lot of tears inside for a lot of years, and I'm grateful to feel today and not eat. And the miracle's here, and the miracle can happen for you, too, if you're not out of the food. But you got to seek. And I love when they say, I hope they remain to pray, because I always have to pray. I don't do this stuff. I didn't wake up this morning after a long flight and go to the gym and work out. God got me there. God moves these muscles because I have nothing but do doors except spiritual help or go back to that imprisoned state. And now I get to be alive and awake. So thank you, God, that we get to ask. That's all we have to do is ask. It's so simple. And then watch what God can do. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Ginger C. All right, next up, we've got Beth W. followed by Shannon, I don't know. Good morning, Beth. Hi, this is Beth W. from North Dakota in Bismarck Airport, ready to board my plane and make a connection in Minneapolis and get to Newark later this afternoon. <coughs> Excuse me. And, um, you know, it's been a long journey to get here. I um, I didn't know if I was going to do this, and then I decided to do it, and then I was asked to do service, and then I wanted to change everything and get there earlier, and that just wasn't what was going to happen. And and I hear people are already there and sitting around a table together, and I'm like, oh, they already made all their friends. There's not going to be a friend for me, and it's just um, my silly fears. Um, I apologize for the background noise, and but um, here's the deal. Um, this is all as as it's supposed to be. And uh, when I get quiet and I pray and I ask um, the God of my understanding for guidance, um, it all is as it's supposed to be. And I um, I commence to outgrow my fear. And it doesn't happen necessarily quickly, but I don't have to eat about it. I don't have to. Um, I don't have to, um, I obsess a little bit, but then I pray some more. And, um, and I am looking forward to being there this afternoon. And, um, and there's 800 people who, can, who I will make a friend with. And, um, and I'm so looking forward to meeting you and, um, and to learning so much more about this um, beautiful program of recovery and, uh, and to do it alongside all of you. So... Uh, peace for the day and, and safe travels to those of you who are still on the road. Thanks. I'll pass. Thank you, Beth W. Okay, next up we'll have Shannon. And if you would kindly give me the first initial of your last name, please. Hi, this is Shannon S. as in Sam from uh, Colorado. I am a recovered for today compulsive overeater. Um, I really like this paragraph. Um, we ask him to remove our fear and direct our attention to what he would have us be. Uh, for me, fear is um, so much at the root of um, a lot of behaviors that I can exhibit that um, I don't believe today are what God would have me be. So if I'm showing up with manipulation and I'm hustling to get what I want um, and I'm being dishonest, um, when I go back and I and I write and I do a fear inventory, um, which, by the way, 
is um, generally begins with a resentment for me, uh, I can look at um, what the real deal is, how I'm really showing up and why I'm in fear. And um, for me, a lot of it is, you know, a faulty belief that I carry um, carry into the party when I show up. You know, if I, if I walk in believing that I'm not enough, um, then a lot of things make me fearful. And I respond, um, I respond in a way that I don't believe is, is my higher power's intention for me. Um, I think the best thing I can say today um, is I don't know. I love it when, when, when my thought is I don't know rather than I've got the answer. Um, because when I think I have the answer, I'm in self-reliance. And when I'm in self-reliance, it means that I'm not in faith. And uh, for me today, courage is having the ability to say, I don't know. Um, I don't know, and I'm going to be okay. And I don't know how. Um, and when I can show up that way, when I can walk in the door knowing that I will be taken care of, I don't need to know how, I don't need to know what it's going to look like, um, you know, playing the role that, that God assigns to me. He's my principal. I laugh at that, too, because I work in a school. Um, and I like to think that I'm the principal. He's the principal. Um, when I can show up that way, it's amazing what happens. I can react with serenity, with neutrality. I'm not itchy and scratchy and wanting to fight everything and everyone. Um, and then I can live the way that God would have me be. Um, and for me today, that's being of service. You know, the, the beautiful thing being in a school is I have 470 little people um, that need me to be of service. Um, and so when I can show up that way, I know that I'm, I'm God-directed. Um, and so I love, you know, I love the line too, faith means courage. I, I know for me it takes courage to be able to say, I don't know and I don't have the answer. So I wish I was there. And hello Hi, to please. you all. And um, thank you for letting me share and I'll pass. Thank you, Shannon. All right, next up, K-E-L-L-E-Y-S, and then we'll have uh, Reggie O. Good morning, Kelly. Good morning, Katie. Thanks for your service. This is Kelly S. Uh, moving slow up in my hotel room. Anyway, um, really wanted to share on this because I just want to share with you guys my experience through these, this fear stuff. Um, so first of all, fear is so hard for me. That's why it's scary. So I don't do fear well. So you know, it's always easier for me to stay in anger. And as I, as I do this work four and a half years later, I'm actually learning underneath everything is fear. And so, so here's the thing. I'm like, well, I'm asking God to remove my fear and it's not happening. I'm asking, I'm doing fear sheets. I've done two fear sheets on this and I'm doing all the work. Why is this not happening? Why isn't God removing this fear? And you know, it's like, it's kind of like that, that prayer, God grant me patience now. Right. So I'm like, I'm doing the work. Then God's supposed to do this. Well, I'm so glad that we're reading this paragraph and it says, <clears throat> uh, we ask him to remove our fear and direct our attention to what he would have us be at once we commence to outgrow fear. Well, I think I must have thought that said at once, we have no fear. And it says outgrow. So growing is an action verb that's taking time. If you watch any, your child, a plant, it doesn't all of a sudden just become an adult. It doesn't just all of a sudden become a tree, right? I think I'm like the oak, the slow growing tree thing. So, <clears throat> you know, what I, I'm realizing is in that paragraph earlier that we read yesterday about, um, so, so here's what I'm realizing. 
God is going to give me the courage to get through the fear. Everything we've been you know, hearing is God. I'm no longer engulfed in this fear. You know, the last uh, year and a half, I've had a lot of fear and I'm learning to walk through the fear. God's given me the strength. You know, I was getting resentful that God's not taking it away. And, um, and the truth is God has given me the matching calamity with serenity. He's allowing me to be honest and open and share. And, you know, like was shared earlier, I had a sponsor one time tell me, you know, it's through our struggles that we find our God. And guess what? You're finding God in a big way right now. If I choose to, right? If I choose to lean into my God and then get busy doing the work. And I, you know, what, you know, it says we, it's, you know, it is the way of courage and, um, we demonstrate through us what he can do. And so showing people, you know what? Yes, this fear comes up. We're going to have fear. But today with these steps in my higher power and my willingness to do the work, I can get through this stuff. I don't have to let it put me in bed or put me back to the food or get me back into my disease, my dis-ease, right? And so today I'm so grateful that I'm learning. I'm not going to be zapped from fear. I'm going to be zapped absent. I want to be zapped from my defects too. And this is why we study this stuff. I get to hear it again. We're outgrowing the fear. I got to get busy trusting my God, leaning into God and doing the work and staying abstinent. And I'm so, so grateful today with the people that are sharing their experience and strength and hope with me and being real and being honest and saying, guess what? It's not just going to go away, but God's going to get you through it. So grateful for that. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Katie. Thank you, Kelly. All right, next up we got Reggie, I believe it's O, uh, but you'll correct me, and then we'll have Teresa, and I need the first initial of your last name. Good morning, Reggie. Good morning, Katie G. This is Reggie O, uh, who lives in Los Angeles, and I'm currently sitting in Newark, New Jersey, in this huge circle of amazing people, and I feel like I could bawl my eyes out, and I'm not a crier. Um, and yeah, with my wonderful roommate sitting next to me, uh, I drew a card from another spiritual path this morning, and the, and the card was courage, and uh, that's something I have been praying for. And uh, you know, my courage comes from nowhere but God. And I was thinking about as I get to see people eye to eye this morning, body to body. So far, I was thinking, you know, sometimes I I. Like God, yeah, I mean, it all comes from God. God is within me. That's where it all that's where it all begins and comes from. And sometimes I forget, but I know God is in each of you. So sometimes when I'm looking for what I need, and that might be courage, you know, I, I get to look to you because God is in each of you. And when I can't find it, then I can go to you. I've gotten so much. I've gotten so much from all of you just listening to or seeing and hearing now, seeing and hearing from. And I'll tell you, it's it's a uh, it's a huge thing. I, I there was a period of time in my life, it's about five years, I guess, where I lived in a lot of uh, real danger, ethical danger, and I was the one who uh, I was the one who stood in front of you know, I really faced the guns and violence and craziness and that kind of thing. And I never had a shred of fear that I knew of. And so I didn't think I was afraid until I came into this program because I wasn't afraid. I had a job to do at that point. But I wasn't afraid. I just did my I did my job. I loved the people. I thought, you know, I was trying to protect. But uh, uh, the, the, the fear comes from, you know, like all these other things, like seeing you. Right? I mean, seeing you. I mean, you've heard my voice. You haven't seen me. Live, you know, live conversations. Can I do this? Can I do that? You know, and I, it, it's the fear of, it's just fear. And uh, 
I'm really getting that, you know, it's kind of like faith, right? Faith is the opposite of fear. Fear, I know, is the core of all of my other defects. But faith is like faith in action, and I have to take the actions that I'm shown to take. I mean, sometimes I hear, but there's also, I think, in the paragraph before, it says that, that we think God would have us do, right? So I'm also learning, you know, that it's what I think God would have me do. Maybe I don't hear directly, but what I think what God would have me do and what I hear directly and what I see. And sometimes it's simply being awake because when I am awake, uh, I see God showing up everywhere. I mean, just me getting here and sitting in this chair uh, is, is evidence of that. And uh, I am just eternally grateful, uh, just eternally grateful. I'll pass with that. Perfect timing. Thank you, Reggie. All right, we're going to wrap up this group with Teresa, but I need you to please give me the first initial of your last name. Good morning. Hi, my name is Teresa P.S. and Paul, and I'm a recovered compulsive reader. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Loud and clear. Thank you. Um, one of my fears that, uh, one more time, I've done this cell phone incorrectly, and uh, that's just a fear. And, uh, and all my life I've been consumed with uh, fears and sh- tried to keep shoving them down and, and dealing with them and or not dealing with them. And today I just get to let them be be there. They're just fear. I can remember for years and years that I was... Uh, terrified of um, the uh, the T-Rex. I, when I was a kid, I had to put my dog uh, put my dog up, and so I was afraid. I'd go out at night to do it, and uh, I was afraid that T-Rex was going to come out from behind her uh, side of the house and get me, and, uh, and it didn't matter how many times I told myself that, you know, those T-Rexes all, you know, are extinct for 65 million years. And if one showed up today, I'm sure somebody would have noticed it before me. And, but none of that made any any difference. I was still so deeply terrified. And, you know, and, and I didn't even know why I was terrified. And today through, you know, you know, Keep Working program, that fear has been lifted. And I no longer am afraid of that. And it's just, it's, it's, I'm going to say just like a miracle, but no, it's not like a miracle. It is a miracle. So all these fears that I have, you know, I, I get to walk through them and I don't have to walk through them alone. And one of the big gifts is to have safe people to share them with because I never had safe people. What I had was, you know, I was surrounded by sick people and you know sick people just do sick things and uh and I was sick too and and um and today I get to be more me than I've ever been before and it's just okay whatever it is and um today I just I'm so grateful that I get to share uh in in this blessed silence, you know, it's just so nice. And I was always, um, you know, lived in a lot of noise and scary stuff. And today I have a place to go where I have an opportunity to just share and everyone is quiet. And it's such a beautiful thing to share and be heard. And I just want to 
um, thank you for all of that and this opportunity. And again, my name is uh, Teresa with a P as in Paul. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Teresa P. All right, so I'm thinking we have around eight minutes. Don't try and be impressed by my math. I'm thinking let's try for three or four people if we all go down to two minutes. So who would like to share? Anita L. Okay. Anita. Vanessa. Margaret. Sue and Margaret. Anita. Okay, ladies, you know what I'm going to ask is that Anita, Canessa, Sue D, and Margaret D, all please take one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, uh, two minutes, and we'll just hope that uh, God and time is on our side, which it always is. So, Anita, please go ahead, and um, I'm sorry, I only have two of your last initials, so as always, say your last initial, and if I can't hear you, I'll shout. Otherwise, just assume you're being heard. Go ahead, Anita. Good morning, everybody. This is Anita L. from outside of Philadelphia. Very excited to drive this morning or this afternoon to Newark. And uh, I wasn't feeling that way yesterday morning. I woke up feeling paralyzed with fear. Uh, My ego getting in the way and feeling just, you know, not enough. And um, and I knew that my ego was getting in the way and I was scared of what everybody was going to think of me when I get there this weekend. And um, I knew I needed to pray and have trust that my higher power, just like it says in this paragraph, will take care of me and pull me out of that. And just asking wasn't enough for me. It was so strong yesterday. And so I called two different OAers, not just one, but two. That's how strong it was. And the second person said to me, if you're feeling this fear, others are probably feeling the same way and see what can you do to ease their fears, to make them feel comfortable in meeting you. And that mindset switching to being of service rather than what can I get out of it I'm telling you, immediately the fear was washed away, and that is so beautiful. So having faith and trust and recognizing that it all comes through my higher power, my happiness, my peace, my love, and and giving credit to my higher power, my sunlight of my spirit and my soul. So thank you. Looking forward to meeting you all today. With that, I thank you. Thank you, Anita L. And if everyone would kindly stay muted, except for Kanessa K, so we can have a clear line. Good morning, Kanessa. Oh, dear. Kanessa K, calling you to class. All right. My phone was tricking me. There Good morning, Kanessa K. Go ahead. Thanks, loud Katie. and clear. In Newark today, thank you. Um, they trust in their God. That really stuck out for me today because I remember when I was trying to put the food down and I remember talking to sponsor after sponsor after sponsor until I worked with the one that took me all the way through and asking the question, how do you live without sugar every day? Um, And it's interesting as this has evolved for me and I've lived without 
all of my binge foods one day at a time and have let go of others recently. Um, what struck me about this reading today is what would I be without, what would life be like without fear? Um, and, you know, it's interesting as a working mother and um, caring for an elderly parent at the end of her life and just so much going on throughout the course of my day right now, um, to walk away from that and to be away from the everyday concerns of life and to be here uh, in Newark, I, I know what God would have me be. Um, because I can trust him today, um, because there's a wall between me right now and that everyday life that I have, which is fabulous. Um, but God is the wall. I can keep that God every single day with me, even when I'm going through the stream of life. Um, so I'm just so grateful um, to have that today, to be able to turn to him. And that's my two minutes. So thank you. Thank you, Kanessa Kay. And hey, Sue D and Margaret D, can we cut you down to about a minute 30 so we get you both in? Good morning, Sue. Uh, good morning. Uh, this is Sue D, Recovering Connecticut. Um, I, this is my first time sharing on this line. I'm, I'm very grateful to get in. And I'm going to um, hang on after the call and hopefully get some phone numbers and give out my phone number um, I really need support, especially in the evening, so I'm on the East Coast and hope that some West Coast people I can connect with. Um, I live in fear. Um, the program is teaching me how to live in fear without the food, and I'm very grateful to be here. Thank you. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Sue. My fingers weren't moving fast enough. Margaret D, you are going to, yeah, what's wrong? Uh, Margaret, I can't nope. hear you. Are you there? Maybe my ears are broken. Margaret D, star one. Katie, here I am. There you are. All right, Margaret, we got one minute. Go for it. Watch this, 30 seconds. Okay, so um, we asked God for help, and at once we commenced to outgrow fear. What is fear? Fear is an emotion. If I stop to think, I'm immediately out of the fear because I can't think and feel at the same time. I, I can't do it. And I suspect there's a lot of us out there that can't. So God is the one that gives us that thought, oh, maybe I could ask my buddy God. And as soon as I ask God, I'm thinking, and I'm out of the fear. With that, I pass. Holy smokes. <laughs> that was fantastic. All right, friends, what a beautiful meeting. Thank you to all of those who are in New Jersey, not in New Jersey. We all get to be part of recovery wherever we are today. So thank you to everyone who did service. Please join us for that second unrecorded hour of study immediately following our closing. Our share ID for today, Friday, November 15, 2019, is 13,667. We're now going to close with the reading from the big book on page 164, 
followed by the serenity prayer. And will Lisa H. please read a vision for you? Good morning, Lisa. Good morning, Katie. Thank you for your service today. Um, Lisa H. gratefully recovered from Tennessee, but currently in Newark. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until.